0: Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Break the truth! set you free! You can't handle the truth! We came, we saw, we kicked it down! That's not how the
1: force works.
2: Uh, oh really,
1: you're cold. I'm gonna make him an offer, can
2: I'd buy that for
3: a dollar! Oh, I'm sorry, did I break your concentration? still a vista, baby. I don't have friends, I got family. Surely
0: You can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me sure. I can do this all day.
3: Yeah, I know. I know.
0: Hello and welcome to the Creative Control Podcast. I'm your host, Kenan Akbalut. And thank you for joining us for episode 15. Uh, this week's topic is Star Wars and what's next. Uh, joining me for today's show from the Creative Control team, we have Sasha, Neil and Sal. How are you doing, gentlemen? I'm good
2: very good
0: how are you we are good we are good um finally out of uh lockdown in some ways so uh life is getting a little bit different finally got haircut so life is feeling good um so as i said today's episode is about star wars and in particular we are to be talking about the movies um obviously we're not necessarily going to touch on the original trilogy or the prequel trilogy but we are going to talk about a little bit about since obviously uh disney purchased uh lucasfilm and what they've kind of done with it so they were pretty much promised us a movie every year and um up to you know 2020 they had delivered on that so we had the force awakens um which released, released in 2015 um generally really well received um you know there was some criticism obviously with the comparisons of the new hope but for me i really enjoyed it um and you know i went through it in the cinema a couple of times but um then we had um, Rogue One in 2016. Uh, and I think, again, that was really well received uh, for something that wasn't part of the main uh, storyline. They kind of fit in, obviously, in that gap and filled this kind of story plot hole that had been existing for years. And uh, then we had 2017, The Last Jedi. That was probably the first film that really split audiences and fans mm-hmm. um, in terms of how that was received. And again, Rise of Skywalker 2019 kind of did the same. Also, kind of in there, 2018, we had Solo, um, which didn't really do anything at the box office. Um, it got released in sort of like a May release, which was kind of unusual for a Star Wars movie. And um, I think a lot of the sour taste from The Last Jedi kind of influenced um, people going to see that. A lot of people didn't like the idea of anyone playing Solo other than Harrison Ford either. So kind of, you know, that was the movie universe. And, you know, there's lots of disappointments, some highs. But then obviously Disney Plus, we got we got treated to the Mandalorian series, which is just amazing. And, I, you know, I don't know if there's any people out there who don't like that show. I, I haven't personally met or spoken to them, um, but it kind of filled us with hope again. Like it, it was like, well, what could have been with the films if the right people were in charge? But also gives us hope for the future. Kind of thing. So today what I want to kind of talk about is what we want from the movie universe moving forward what kind of films that we want to see and uh, the stories that we kind of want to uh, we we would tell. So we've talked about what's happened with Star Wars um, since um, uh, Disney has taken over. So now we need to talk about what's next. Okay, so Star Wars what's next. So the next official film in the lineup is that is going to be Rogue Squadron. So the, is this is going to be uh, directed by Patty Jenkins uh, from the Wonder Woman franchise. The story will introduce new generation of starfighter pilots as they earn their wings and risk their <laughs> lives in a boundary-pushing high-speed thrill ride uh, movie and uh, move the saga into the future era of the galaxy. Um, so Patty Jenkins, uh, they did this announcement uh, at the end of last year. And uh, she was very excited about it. Her father was a pilot. And so she's always had a passion for planes and fighter jets and stuff like that. And she said it made her want to make the greatest ever fighter pilot film that ever existed. She said she never found the right story. She never found the right project. But now her two loves, uh, two of her loves have combined in terms of firepiling and Star Wars. And she's excited to make this movie. I was pretty excited to see this movie until I saw Wonder Woman 84. And now I don't know how I feel about this um, because the way she treated Jets in that movie it was a joke. Um, so how do we feel about Rogue Squadron? Um, what do we want from it? Um, you know, Do you want to see what Patty Jenkins can offer? Would you you know, say no, I want somebody else to do it? What are your thoughts on Rogue Squadron? But,
3: uh, I share your what I call uh, feelings about that because I think we, in the last podcast, what we've done on creative control regarding redoing or rewriting the last two parts of Star Wars, I told you that I was super excited about this film because it's like when it comes to Star Wars, you know the one thing that kid attaches to. Everybody had the you know the saber. I was attached to those squadrons, man. Those were my favorite things. And yeah, right after watching <laughs> Wonder Woman 1984, I don't know what to feel about it. I, I just genuinely don't know. But at the same time, I don't know who to you know push to be in that part as a director or at least screenwriter. Hmm. I mean, I hope she gets somebody else to write the damn thing. Because well, she won't seriously. be
0: writing it. She's not down to write. She's pretty directing. So from a directoral point of view, I think she's got the talent. You know, just All right, great. If she's not writing it, then I'm happy. Because, yeah. I, I mean, looking at
3: her history, where she has help or somebody else is writing the script, those films have done well. Yeah. And if she's writing herself, well, we watched the last one, Wonder Woman. I don't know what the hell that is. And when you, know, you write about the, what it called, treating the jet stupidly. I mean, she literally picked up the only jet that cannot fly to Egypt from United North America and flew it to Africa somehow. Oh, brilliant. Anyhow, it is the only one I'm looking forward to when it comes to all of this. I mean, I will watch all the TV shows that are coming up and what we'll talk about in a minute. Mm. But this, when it comes to films, it's the only one I'm looking forward to because I have no idea what uh, what... what was a Taikiki? kiki a no, white kiki? What I can't pronounce I can't name.
0: Don't yeah, worry. I have no idea
3: what he's doing.
2: Yeah,
0: okay. Uh, does uh, anybody you know? squadron?
2: Yeah. Like you, I was like, okay, like she did Wonder Woman. Like you know, she's done you know, and the things she did before Wonder Woman. I was like, all right, cool. She, you know, she got the job. She can do it. Then I saw Wonder Woman eighty four, and. Yeah.
3: Like, yeah
2: literally like my i sat there for the two and a half hours or whatever watching wonder woman 84 just getting more and more irritated mm-hmm. right and then the film finished and i was like cussing i was cussing because i'd sat there and waited you know parts of my December watching that film but then it clicked to my nose like hold on how's she gonna do star wars after she just did that? Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i was like listen we've already we, star wars fans right we've already got we, we've run the gauntlet okay mm-hmm. we've had our high moments and our low moments right we have suffered enough we don't need no more suffering
0: no uh, kind of what something that has kind of stuck in my head is like i i was as i was like watching wonder woman this is all like going oh no oh no then you yeah. look over and see her attached to Rogue Squadron. And you're like, oh, no, 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 no. no. It's, like, <laughs> it's just it was just like yeah, it was just but anyway. Um Sasha, thoughts on Rogue Squadron?
1: Rogue Squadron. Okay, so Rogue Squadron, the actual brand has meaning. Okay. Mm. Huge fan of Rogue Squadron. I collected the comics, the Dark Horse comics as, as a kid in my teens and stuff. I've got every single issue ever, ever. OK, I've got all the Michael J Stag- Stagpole novels as well. And obviously, if you're an old school fan from those from that era and those comics, it was clearly tales based after the Return of the Jedi. You know what I mean? And based around, you know, with original trilogy characters and the leader of Rogue Squadron was Wedge Antilles. You know, McGregor's uncle for people that don't know. So the name of Rogue Squadron, first thing a Star Wars fan's going to think is where's Wedge. But when you look at the logo they did, it's not a uh, OG X-Wing. It's a more recent era X-Wing mm-hmm. being sequel trilogy X-Wing. So we're not going to get Wedge. Well, maybe we will. Maybe they will cameo Dennis Lawson as a cameo role in, in the film like they did Rise of Skywalker. Maybe they'll pay him the mad money and have him be an advisory role. And it's the new cadets and shit. Yeah. But the thing is, you know, when you look at, um, the sequel trilogy, quite clearly, Poe Dameron is, you know, the leader of Rogue Squadron. Then, and quite clearly, you've got um, the guy from Lost in it as well. You know, the the cop guy from Hero, he's wow. in there, and like, you know, it's about those guys. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know. I here is the thing: if you wanted to excite Star Wars fans, you say Wedge Antilles is the guy. You know, what I mean, front and center, the guy. Um, and you know what? I'm not even against a recast of the character. It doesn't have to be Dennis Lawson. Dennis Lawson doesn't want to come back to Star Wars, really, not on a full time basis. And the main reason is that's not even his voice in the original trilogy. He got dubbed by a U.S. actor. So getting an actor that looked like him, roughly, you know, back back in the '80s, like a recast set in a, a you know original timeline. Sorry, in a original trilogy I'd be balls deep in for that you know I mean personally but because it's set in the sequel era I don't care I actually don't care but you know show me you know I mean I'm in this place where show me and if it's good I'll be impressed but my thoughts on it now I have no thoughts I'm like cool whatever just impress me you know I mean I can't I can't shit on it from high because I don't know who's writing it Etc.
0: Mm-hmm. sequel trilogy doesn't era doesn't excite me it just doesn't you do you know think I mean? do you think they can use this as an opportunity as a spin-off for the poe dameron character so that maybe he yeah. is um, running a cadet school and it's a bunch of new people coming they could, in, they they could do up. that
1: you know they, could, they could do that but the mm-hmm. thing is oscar isaac has said and confirmed he's not coming back unless he needs a new house so, you know what I mean? He's like more or
2: less. And he's, got he's got yeah. Moon Knight. He's got Moon Knight. And he's got Moon Knight. You know what? Cool. He's just that, right? And I'm sure Disney's going to be like, all right, where'd, where'd you stick all that dynamite? Yeah, like, but it's under po- the post house. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be back.
1: <laughs> but, but this is the thing, though. This is the thing. It's, you know, that era of Star Wars is so jumbled up that people aren't excited for it. You know what I mean? A large amount of the original fan base don't want to see anything from that era.
0: You know what I mean? I mean to be honest, we might be better off as a clean slate, and it's like, look, the Skywalker era is done. Yeah. We're exactly. Done, we're, we're done with um, you know, we're done with Ray, we're done with Finn, we're done with Poe, you know, we know Finn ain't coming back. So, you know, it's just like let's that is what it is. And that's why let's go with what, a fresh new world.
1: And that's what made uh rogue one, Mandalorian, and even so thing is when you have a character like Solo, even, even though Solo was a good movie in my, but my eyes, you know, you get people like Neil that had a different kind of expectation for it. Mm -hmm. So do you know what I mean? You're always like tiptoeing over what you're fucking up. Whereas if you do the Rogue One Mandalorian kind of route, you know what I mean? You've got a bit more creative license
0: to do what you want to do. You know what I mean? And and Mandalorian is a perfect example of taking a, a very small part of the Star Wars world, a very limited number of characters, but creating a world and a story that you really care about. Yep. Um, and you know, it's the effects have been done brilliantly. Um, they're able to film a lot more in real time so they can see the environment and stuff they're working with and that kind of stuff, which makes huge difference to the production um but i suppose for rogue squadron the anticipation is it's going to be a lot of dog fights right it's, it's got to be a lot of action it's got to be a lot basically just set up in space they might have some ground fights and uh you know aerial fights like low ground up in space that is pretty much going to have to be the climatic thing and so i suppose from that point of view it's going to be a bit of a spectacle but it's about bringing us new characters that we'll actually care about you know what it needs to be top gun in space
2: exactly yeah exactly that that's what you need to do right it needs to be top gun i feel the West, need i right? need for light speed <laughs> I tell you, right for me i think what it, the, the the perfect way to kind of like sew everything up in a nice neat bow would be to have the character of wedge antilles have him there as like the old man who is like running the training school mm-hmm. and you know he's like You know, he can be that old senior guy who's like, You lot ain't shit. Mm. I was there.
1: Recast Dennis Lawson, enter Tom Cruise. Boom. Yo, that'd be amazing. I don't think I... I'm not even going to lie. I'm not even going to lie. This might upset some fans. But like I said before, Dennis Lawson was dubbed. He doesn't want to yeah. be there. Fine. Right. You need an A-lister. You don't get a bigger A-lister than Tom fucking Cruise. You know what I mean? And like, I'm sorry.
0: The He's thing pretty- is, Tom Cruise will yeah. want to film in his space. He'll want... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> ...the travel at light speed. He, there's going to be some big demands on that movie. Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. Totally.
2: But no... He's like, look, man, Elon Musk... Elon Musk... Yeah. He, Elon Musk <laughs> <laughs> blew up a little while ago right is like we ain't got time to go into space
1: Tom yeah, yeah. but I mean <laughs> right? I mean I mean for me personally I mean like if I had creative control on Rogue Squadron yeah. I would recast Wedge Antilles I, no I'd go to Dennis Lawson and try to convince him mm-hmm. but because I know he's kind of like nah I don't don't want to do it I would recast wedge I would have I would base it around the characters of the books and the comic books and I would create an original Top Gun in space, post Return of the Jedi kind of world. You know mm. what I mean? And if you want a cameo from someone, hey, put in put in a bit of Mando because he's in with the kids right now. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's when they're but, the kids. Yeah. So there you go. There you go. But, yeah, that's what I would do. Um, you guys? Yeah. I would. I
3: would just get a brand new characters, brand new everything. Simply because we all know we'll fight at the end of the day. Uh, one's there, one's not there. So when it's completely clean, it's either everybody happy or nobody happy sort of a thing. So it's, I think, but when it comes to like what Sasha said, you get a lot more room when it comes to creative control. Uh, yeah. I'm just, I'm just anyway. trying
0: to think of the guy's name, but I thought of a perfect recast, I think, for Wedge. Um, oh, this is going to annoy me. Now. What movie is in? Um, hang on. Mark Rylance.
2: Oh yes, bloody hell! Oh, yeah, he. Could oh, was an older wedge.
0: Yeah, so yeah. Mark Rylance. Um, so he was in *Bridge of Spies*. He yeah. was in... Sp- um,
1: Spielberg's go-to guy. Bf. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. Um, and he was in uh, *Ready Player One* mm. um, and stuff like that. So uh, I think he he could play that, and he he could be that guy in charge of that um, that cadet school. So that's
3: really cool. good. Bro.
0: Um, Okay, so the next movie up in the movie-verse of uh, Star Wars is the so far untitled uh, uh, Taika Waititi film. Um, So when it was announced, it was said, a brand new Star Wars feature with the acclaimed filmmaker and Academy Award winner, Taika Waititi, is in development. Uh, Taika's approach to Star Wars will be fresh, unexpected and unique. Um, This was Kathleen Kennedy. His enormous uh, talent and sense of humor will ensure that audiences are in for an unforgettable ride. Um, To me, they are just going to let him loose and do what he wants. Uh, Pretty much. The better. In like Thor Ragnarok style, where it's like ad lib, make it fun, make it different um, to anything else we've seen before in Star Wars. And and I'm for that. I have no issues with that. Um, I think he's a hugely talented um, director. Writer, actor. Um, I don't think there's anything he's done I haven't enjoyed. So what are your thoughts on him taking on a Star Wars movie?
3: I'm really for it. I mean, I'd love to see a Jojo Rabbit version with Darth Vader in it, you know? Where a Hitler instead of Hitler, you got
0: Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe maybe they'll take it back and it'll be Ben Solo talking to Darth yeah. Vader.
3: <laughs> <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I mean he does, he definitely does have a good, a fresh approach to all of his projects. They all are different. None of them are alike. But one thing's for sure, that each and every project has humor in it. So mm-hmm. I wonder if there will be humor in it. And if it does, um, it will be different to Star Wars. Because we all remember the first, the like, New Hope had humor in it from uh, call Han Solo. Mm-hmm. And that's it, really. So it, it could be fun. I'm looking forward to it. But I have no idea what it's going to be. So that also kind of puts uh, more weight to it.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, more uh, excitement to see what is going to happen. Yeah, the
0: unexpected, isn't it? Um, Sasha, what are your thoughts?
1: Well, no opinion whatsoever. Show me, don't tell me. You know okay. I mean? At this point, but because it's about Matipi and I'm going to go completely left field, left field, and it's more comedic. No, You know what? He did the good episode of Mandalorian. He did the final episode of Mandalorian in season one. So mm-hmm. it shows me that, you know, maybe it might not be comedic because it's the thing, he he did, yeah, had comedic elements, but Star Wars' sense of humour isn't necessarily for Ragnarok, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But if that is what they're going for, let's say that is what they're going for, hey, there's one character that can benefit from that and redeem himself in a big way. He's been absent for like 20 years. Give him the Jojo Binks movie, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and now I've just scared everyone. <laughs> I've scared everyone. You thought it as well? Yeah, I knew that <laughs> think, was coming out. Think, <laughs> think about it. My man does digital characters really well. If he could make fucking Jar Jar the next corg and make it work, people would love him for it. And mm. hey, if you're if you're a coach for a football team, go with the failing, go with the failing option and make it work you'd be you'd be praised for life but you know aside i don't really know what this
2: <laughs> what this thing is gonna one. be like to brendan rogers <laughs>
1: <laughs> but but i know what this thing's gonna be so i can't really get excited about it either way you know what i mean so until yeah. until we have an announcement as of what it is or whether he's actually doing it because you've got to understand chris helps is his hot property yeah he's re-upped at marvel but you know what i mean like I could imagine the next Thor doing well and Marvel just being, yeah, fuck that Star Wars project. We want you back for another Thor. Do your trilogy. Yeah, I mean, he's
0: also you know, down I mean, to be so... writing the new Flash Gordon movie as well. So he's got two space epics coming up.
2: See, that's that's just it. So that's his wheelhouse, I think. Mm. Yeah, so... Neil, what's your thoughts
0: on him doing a Star Wars movie? I mean, like you said, he's shown his directing capabilities in um, Mandalorian. Yeah. Mandalorian, but that's not something he's written but it looks like he's writing and directing this. Do you think he's going to surprise us with you know something a little bit more subtle? I, I don't see it being a, a, a you know like a lore, uh, Thor love uh, love and thunder or Thor Ragnarok, but what do you think he might try and go for? Or what as a creator or uh, would you ask him to do?
2: Well, I mean, to be honest, if I were if I were Disney, I'd literally just be like, okay, look, here's 200 million dollars go have fun (laughs) right here's your release date i'll see you then (laughs) right but at the same time i do think that uh, i don't know i feel like he's not gonna try and like i think whatever he because he's so intelligent i think and because his humor is so very him Mm -hmm. i think we're we're kind of like under I, i feel like to a degree, we're kind of under the impression that he'll do it in the Ragnarok, uh Jojo Rabbit kind of kind of way. And I feel like with that, it's um it's sort of like I'm not expecting that. Mm-hmm. I feel like he he'll he'll take it more in line with something like Mandalorian. Mm-hmm like it'll be his version of something to that degree
0: well he yeah i mean he can he can direct a lot of heart. so i don't know if you know this but the um the coca-cola christmas advert of last year you know where the kid writes a letter and the guy's trying to get a letter to santa
3: yeah from yeah
0: yeah, yeah. um like he uh he he, he directed that uh-huh. that was him that was him um you know so he cro- he crops up all over the place doing lots of different little projects um because again you know he's actor writer director yeah. um but yeah that was that was a, that was a short that he did um like uh, such said he did uh mandalorian um he's done some tv shows um and i think he, i think he's got a in lot the of shadows range. um he actually directed um five episodes of the in between us us one um It's pro- yes Unfortunately, uh,
1: <laughs>
0: but you know it's yes. uh, yeah. I, I've I think I watched one episode and I and I had to quit. Um, it, it wasn't good, um, but yeah. I, I suppose he's he appears to be someone of a particular style, but I think he's actually got a lot of surprises in what he can deliver. Um, so yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see. So in terms of the other movies obviously there's loads of TV shows um which are coming up uh, on Disney Plus. Uh we've got the Obi-Wan Kenobi series where you McGregor and Hayden Christensen are coming back. Um we've got the uh, uh series which is going to be a spin-off of uh Mandalorian. We got Rangers of the New Republic um which is set in the timeline of the Mandalorian. Uh John Favreau and Dave Filoni um again are going to use their stories to kind of intertwine with that um, we've got lando um so brand new event for disney plus uh, justin uh, simon creator of the chrissy claim dear white people and a huge star wars fan is developing the story we've got andor um so it's gonna be like a spy thriller created by tony yoroy is uh, due out in 2022 uh diego luna's reprising his role from rogue one um so we're going to see more of that character uh and potentially obviously if it's based on that timeline we might see other characters reappear for some you know uh, appearances um i think we've got um genevieve o'reilly as Mon moth uh mothma and stuff like that coming back uh we've got the acolytes um so leslie headland emmy award-winning creator of the mind-bending series russian doll is bringing a new series it's a mystery thriller that will take the audience into a galaxy of shadowy secrets and emerging dark side powers in the final days of the high republic area uh, area uh, we've got star wars the bad batch um which is uh we were first introduced in the clone wars um and then you know we've got star wars visions and a droid story so some more animated series and stuff like that there's a lot going on Disney Plus in terms of the shows. Are there any of those which you actually would say, actually, I would like to see a movie of that instead? Or are there other properties you're like, this is what we should be exploring. This is a video game that I want to see as a movie. This is a story that hasn't been told that I want to see. you have know, creative control, what would be the subject story or something that you would take to the big screen?
3: I got a question. You know what The Mandalorian would it ended? Mm-hmm. What was the show that it introduced at the end of uh, it's,
1: uh, season two? Bober. The Book of Boba. The Book of Boba
3: right 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 yeah i am quite interested to see that i mean that as a tv show will be good but that as a movie i think it'll be great if it's big heisty sort of a thing but i'm also interested in a show, uh, what i call is it ahsoka ahsoka yeah ahsoka. yeah there uh, is a Rose- uh, rosella dawson game, right? yeah that i've not seen clone wars yet i know she's in it and uh i'm gonna start what i call next week the Clone Wars before I would have called the Bad Batch comes out, so I can see that in time. But I am definitely interested in seeing that as a because I don't know. Somehow it feels like there's a lot more to that character and a lot more stories with that character attached to it. At least what I've heard from people. So
0: mm-hmm. yeah, I like to see those two. Neil, what would you take to the big screen? Any of those projects or something different?
2: You know what? Uh I think even though there are aspects of it, I'm not a fan of, and I don't like, I think I would say the acolyte Mm -hmm. because me, I mean, my whole kind of feeling of, of why I love star Wars is the whole is Jedis. Mm -hmm. Jedis. I love, you know, the idea, like I'm a huge samurai fan. So anything with swords Mm -hmm. got me. And I'm like, you got you you space laser sword, uh, like sold. Mm -hmm. Right. So like, and the thing is, I feel like sometimes when you make a film from the quote-unquote villains' point of view, you get to embrace things a lot better. You get to push things out a lot better. So I feel like that would be the way to go because of everything that they've announced. The Acolyte is the only thing where it's like, okay, you're talking about Dark Side. Dark Side means Sith for the most part. And it means villain for the most part. And I'm like, run with that. Me personally, if I had sole complete creative control, it's going to be... Initially, it would have just been a bounty hunter, but now that obviously Mandalorian's come out, it would be Mando. He'd be hired to hunt down... Uh, a character, and then he'd be you know, investigating it, and that character would be Jar Jar Binks. But it would be like, like my man George's original vision, he's a Sith. Yeah, I'll give a good damn what anybody says. I'll be like, Yep, Jar Jar Binks is a Sith, he is a Sith Lord. When everything was going down he was like, okay, I'll be the secret apprentice. And then when he started seeing, you know, like Count Dooku get killed off and then Anakin become Vader, he was like, you know what, bro? I'm just going to chill. I'm just going to sit back. I'm going to let you do what you're doing. Mm -hmm. If the shit don't work out, I might pick up the pieces. And he's basically like, the way we saw Darth Maul at at the end of Solo, where he's just like a gangster, Rough, just have Darth, just have you know, flipping little, uh, Jar Jar Binks. Just have him running that. I'd have him as a total gangster, and I'd have it that every time you see him or come across him, he's like, you know, what it'd be it'd be the usual suspects, and Jar Jar Binks is Kaiser Soze. <laughs> That's where it would be, right? It'd be the usual suspects in space, right? Jar Jar Binks is your Kaiser Soze. He'll be there helping whoever the main is. If it is Mando, Mando then it's Mando. But he'd be there helping him out. And for the entire you gotta time... You've got to
0: throw Jabba in there as uh, some gangster.
2: Yeah. It would be all whatever gangsters you need in Star Wars. I'd be having them there and it would all be doing the bits. And it would literally just be this whole gangster thing. And at the very end, he just switches. And then you're like, oh, son of a bitch! He was the whole time. because Someone showed me a picture and it was a picture of uh, Jar Jar Binks. A picture of Darth Maul. It was Jar Jar Binks from um, Revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm. A picture of um, Darth Maul from Solo. And a picture of someone else. I can't remember who that third person was. But all three of them were wearing the same symbol they were all wearing the same symbol, which is like the mark of allegiance to, to like criminals kind of thing. Right. And it was like the caption just read, you thought we didn't notice, but we did.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I was just like, look, man, I'm good with that because you know what? It works perfectly. The whole time you're looking at this unassuming guy and you're like, Oh, this guy's a dickhead. <laughs> and then he turns out to be, you know, the biggest criminal in the universe. I'm like, right, I'm cool with that now. Because now I respect you for for playing the idiot all this time. Yeah.
1: thing is, though, that only works if there was no Count Dooku. The whole point of the whole Jar Jar Binks theory was that was supposed to be revealed in Attack of the Clones. And that was yeah. changed, allegedly changed, because there's been no verification. There's yeah. been none. It's just speculation.
0: Um the actor hinted towards it in interviews, but not directly come out and said it. Has, has he? Has he? Though I've yeah. not heard that. Yeah. Okay, that's that's something new that
1: I've that I've just heard. Um, but I was under the impression that it was a big fan theory. No one's confirmed or denied that by any official capacity. Um, that I do know, um, but you know, to be able to make use of that, you can't have Dooku, and that's because of the rule of two. Yeah. You know, um quite quite frankly, it's like um there's only a there's only a master and an apprentice, you know. You you know, there there hasn't been a Sith sighting in a millennia three phantom minutes. So you've got to work within the confines of canon kind of thing, otherwise people are gonna go fucking nuts, you know. Um, which is a bit bit bit. Yeah, for me, which is why I'm actually not looking forward to the acolyte at all, because um, what's it, Lindsay Headland? you know, I saw her in an interview, she was giving very blasé kind of answers about Star Wars in general. What's your favorite Star Wars? Oh, you know, I like all of them, equally. It's like, Cool. So, no one likes them equally. No. I mean, no one does. <laughs> What's your favorite bit in in Star Wars? Oh, that bit in the new one, you know, with Ray and what it's like, what? Okay, cool. What do you like about Star Wars? They asked her. And she could, she was just like all of it, everything. You know what I mean? She was very blase. She, she don't know what she's talking about. And they've given her it. All right, cool, yeah. cool, cool. She might do a good job. Because um, Tony Gilroy did the reshoots of Rogue One and he knew nothing about Star Wars. Do you know what I mean? He knew nothing about Star Wars. He just knew how to make a good movie Mm -hmm. with what they had. So, you know what I mean? Like, um, we'll see. However, you know, the Acolyte, you've got to understand, that is bridging this whole High Republic thing that they have brought out. I've not read the High Republic, and I'll put my hands up to that. But the stuff I'm hearing out of it sounds terrible. But I can't confirm or deny how bad it is because I've not read it. So I'm not going to trash it. So,
0: um, so, what, so what would you bring to the big screen then? What what, what, what would you think is the, the next movie that you would put out there? Is it a new trilogy? Is it a standalone? Is it like a Vader movie? You know, it's like take Rogue One and just... So are we talk just talking like
1: movies and stuff? Um, for me... You know what movie? I think TV shows are where it's at for Star Wars. To be honest,
0: mm-hmm. you think there should be a bit of a break.
1: I think there should be a bit of a break for the movies. To be honest, I think what they're doing TV wise is the perfect move. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, yeah, I'd like a few spin offs, spin offs into movies for sure. But to be honest, it all depends on who's attached, whether they know the lore and stuff, and- until Lucasfilm sort out their internal problems, I'm not going to get excited for any of these projects. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not, I'm really scared for Kenobi. I'm really scared they're going to fuck it up. Because again, like Solo, you've got a tiptoe amongst canon and boundaries and stuff. You know, they've got to do certain things. You know what I mean? It's -hmm. better to go with something where you've got an unlimited, you know, kind of thing. And that's the problem with Star Wars. You know, I think TV shows are easy to dismiss, but when
0: they're great, you could, you know I mean? Everyone's going to talk about it, you know? So fans are talking a lot about um, Knights of the Old Republic. Is that something that you would think that could be the next movie in terms of... I would rather see a TV show. Yeah? I'd rather see it it as a TV show.
1: Because as a video game, as a video game and some really good novels that are out, which Neil has read, I've not read the novels, but I've played the games. Um, you know, as a movie, um, you know, when you play a game, you know, it doesn't translate well into a movie per se because you've got two hours worth of screen time to hit all the beats, get this
0: in, get that in. But and what if it was, know, that was the next trilogy? What if they they span that over a trilogy, a movie over a trilogy?
2: Maybe like Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, that, like the yeah, it's so dense. Yeah. And, Reference so dense with knowledge, so dense with with just a rich history of its mm-hmm. own. Like it's it's so rich that it doesn't even necessarily need to be like, you know, you look at the Knights of the Old Republic and you think of how far before a New Hope this stuff is set, mm-hmm. or how far before a Phantom Menace this stuff is set. Like, and it's so rich, so dense, is literally the equivalent of mm-hmm. like, how can I put it? It's the equivalent of, like, I guess for say, like a Star Trek fan, mm-hmm. like you have the original series, and then you have Next Generation. The gap between those two is infinitely shorter mm-hmm. than the comparison between Knights of Old Republic and Phantom Menace okay so so
1: if well, you, i would But back cowl. to your question what yeah, what, what would i adapt i would adapt knights of the old republic but as a tv series okay. the two things i would adapt is knights of the old republic and uh what's it tales of the jedi mm-hmm. and tales of the jedi i you know knights of the old republic i've played it once I uh, and i enjoyed it i enjoyed it do i think it's the greatest star wars game ever i don't think I don't think it's a great Star Wars game of all time, but I definitely, you know, like some people, but that's because, um, you know, I'm into other genres of video games, but story wise, yes, it's very rich and really good. has great characters. And I think it would really benefit from a TV show. Um, as for tales of the Jedi, you can't make that as a movie. You can't, it's, it's impossible it is absolutely impossible. And to, but to do it as a TV show, like Game of Thrones, not violent wise or nudity. You don't need any of that. But, but I say Game of Thrones in scale because mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Game of Thrones is Lord of the Rings, but the TV version. But because of TV, what we can do now is huge. Like you could really. You go almost, I had bigger budget than Lord of the Rings. Yeah, so you <laughs> could really day. go to places with Tales of the Jedi, mm-hmm. with um, and with and both with Knights of the Old Republic because of the fastness of it. I don't think Star Wars on the big screen. Like, look, if you'd asked me this question, um, pre-Last Jedi, I'd be naming stuff. i mean, like, you know what I would do though? If I was to make a movie now, if I was a Satchelor, a director, I'd be like, you know, Liam Neeson. Liam is a big name. Okay, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll do a Qui-Gon movie. I'll make it in bane of a Star Wars version of the Taken. You know what I mean? Have a particular set of skills, and everyone loves Qui Gon Jinn. You know what I mean? Everyone likes Qui Gon Jinn. I'd do that movie. Fuck it. You know what? I'd do a Mace Windu movie. You know what oh. I mean? Because people want to see Mace Windu doing shit. Samuel L. Jackson's been itching to come back. I would do that movie. I would do. I would do. Um, well, you know what I mean? Like that.
0: What don't, about
1: don't, what about stuff like Darth Bane or the Force? Oh. Somebody- well, Darth oh. Bane is part of. The old republic, so I wouldn't touch that as a as a movie. Mm-hmm. Um what Banging was the- that
2: drum for years,
1: yeah. As for the force unleash, unfortunately, force unleash has been uh retconned by Disney themselves. Um, you can't do the force unleash now because of the events of Rogue One, because mainly because of Rogue One. Rogue One, um, a lot of the story points from Rogue One retcons the Force Unleash completely. You could take that character though. You could take that character and put him in the new Star Wars canon somewhere. He could be, he would be an Inquisitor if you watch Star Wars Rebels. Mm-hmm. There are like nine Inquisitors now. Um, you can make it, and there are a couple that we still haven't seen. You could make him one of the Inquisitors and take story points from mm-hmm. that, and maybe ad- but adapt it in a completely different way. But unfortunately, that story would be completely different because of the existence of Rogue One. So you got to understand with the EU with all the expanded universe, you could adapt those characters much like a Marvel movie. But you've got to understand whatever you do would have to be changed from what Disney have established with what they've put out there and what they what they say is canon. So that's that's just it. That that that's why I wouldn't go with a movie, and that's why I probably do a Qui Gon Jinn movie and a Mace Windu movie because you know I mean one. We know who these movie stars are. We know exactly when they're going to be set. bygone is totally going to be set before *Before* *Fan Menace*. Hell, you could get a child as you know, as Obi Wan. Yeah, you know I mean him teaching a young Obi Wan, going on adventures across the galaxy, bringing law and order. You know, because they're Jedi doing their shit. I'd watch the shit out of that movie. You know what I mean? Especially if it's a Liam Neeson movie. But I mean, like again, if you'd asked me this question five years ago, I would have said, yeah, Knights of the Old Republic. I would have been like, oh my God, this, oh my God, that. But it's like, you got to really think about what serves those stories better. Is it TV? Is it films? And, you know, the way TV has blo- exploded now, because of shows like the Mandalorian and stuff, you know, TV is a much better, more interesting place to tell these stories now. And I think Star Wars on the big screen mm. it it's just become a bit too risky we, it needs a break
0: so. yeah and i suppose that's the that's the thing now obviously because of disney plus and the mandalorian it's shown us a way of seeing star wars in a different light um it's shown us a way of being able to spend more time with characters and particular stories and uh, and shows like game of thrones you know where it's it was huge and epic and the stories would evolve and the way that you know it would go into so much depth um about the characters and their history in the past and you know you think i want more of that you know i don't necessarily want everything stuck in a two-hour movie yeah, yes. and, and shortened down and stuff like that so yeah. uh, maybe star wars the best thing for them is is some of the big blockbusters is the movies like rogue squadron where it's just being a bit more bang you know here's yeah. two hours worth of some action and uh and go for it you know as opposed to thinking we always have to do a trilogy we always have yeah. to do you know continuations of stories. Just do one-off pieces, you know, and just throw it out there and just say, "Look, I mean, here, enjoy yourself for two hours. Don't worry about the bigger picture. These are some characters. Have some fun."
1: I mean, five years ago, um, back on Zeno's gang, you know, I talked about what I'd do with the Boba Fett movie. That was a standalone. I really wanted to see. Yeah, and. You know what I said? I, I said back then, I said it needs to be done like an old school Western. It needs mm-hmm. to be a bounty hunter. I want to see him doing bounty hunter thing. But my idea, my idea was uh, based on a pop-up book, actually. It's based on a actual existing pop-up book. And it's basically my idea would have been the journey from Best Spin, Cloud City to Tatnawee delivering Han Solo to Jabba the Hutt. And basically, you know those other bounty hunters mm-hmm. in their strikes back mm-hmm. where you got Bosk and you got um you know um, IG88 and all of those guys, all of those guys, spaghetti western style across the galaxy trying to catch a Han Somo as mm-hmm. the cargo and bring him mm-hmm. to Jabba Hutt. And mm-hmm. Then when he gets to Jabba, Jabba's gonna double cross him. He's got people, he, you know, his people over there to fuck, fuck up Boba Fett. You know what I mean? That kind that that would have been it. But you know what? I got that in a whole new way with The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. And the biggest difference is they, they more or less gave us a brand new character, which meant he wasn't tied to what Boba Fett is. And then when they gave us Boba Fett, they gave us Boba Fett. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they gave us Boba Fett. So it's it's, it's been done. That, that idea is gone. It's redundant. You can't do it now. You know what I mean? And it was on the card. The Boba Fett movie was supposed to be directed by Josh Trank. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. And then Van Forstick came out and then they were like, yeah, we're not doing that, you know? Yeah. So,
0: and I'm the game, part of- game of Thrones writers, they were supposed to write a Star Wars trilogy. Yeah. Uh, that didn't happen. You know, there's been so many changes as much yeah, as exactly. been announced. They pulled a lot of stuff as well.
1: But if I yes. had crea- if I had creative control at Disney in general, I'd be like, yo, John Favreau, they're You guys are in charge now. You're the Kevin Feigees now now sort this shit out and you know what i wouldn't have to second guess i'd be like how i am with my marvel i'd be mm. like they got this
0: but just do what you want yeah we trust yeah. you we trust
1: yeah, you. We, yeah because they have they've built the trust they've shown they've shown it in chains um but you know when i look at stuff like kenobi where i should be really excited about I'm not excited i'm like
0: it's probably the one i'm most nervous about um, yes exactly it's the one i'm probably they, i'm so excited to see what they do with it. Um, and how they bring Hayden's Christian back and what stories they're planning on telling yeah. and how much of he is, you know, is it just going to be all Darth Vader? You know, it's just, it's so much to question about it. It's so exciting, but yeah, it's really nervous. It's like, yeah. you could really tarnish these characters and and just, you know, yeah, it could make the prequels look excellent. It could be a continuation of that and you think, Oh wow, this is brilliant! I really like those characters, and I like the actors who played them, and just mm-hmm. take you from there. So it's it's really interesting. And what do we think about Hadrian Christensen coming back? You know, he's but, hasn't hasn't done a lot of stuff. You know, I mean, if he's going to be behind a mask, well, no, no, he he's has done a of he does stuff. quite a lot yeah, of really stuff not.
1: actually. But there may yeah, be like streaming movies. I mean, he did yeah, I mean, with, of, I mean, in terms of like yeah. box
0: office draw, obviously he's not. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. Oh
3: yeah, nothing. No, but I mean, he's been working. I think he's Canadian, isn't he?
0: Yeah. Is yeah, he not? Yeah, he's Canadian.
3: Yeah, I think he did a lot of work back home. I don't think he has done that much in Hollywood that much.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: I mean, he sort of disappeared. But I, every now and again, you know, on a, on an Amazon back catalog, you get these Canadian shows. You switch them on, he's there. You're like, all right, <laughs> the guy's still alive. But I like to see him back. I'm. Uh, I agree with you, though. I am definitely nervous about that because too many old names are coming in. Too many old names of movies that I, not really liked. The uh, you know the uh, prequel trilogy that was. Um, but let's see. I mean, they can do a lot of, a lot with it. This new technology, what they're using with Mandalorian, I mean, this could slash the budgets quite a bit and can help them tell great stories. Yeah. And I hope they use it well.
0: Do we expect to see it largely Obi-Wan and Darth Vader? I mean, because obviously, yes, Hayden Christensen is coming back, but if he's just coming back to play a suit, what's the kind of point? Do you know what I mean? Are, they, oh, gonna flashbacks. Are flashbacks. they gonna be doing yeah, it's gonna be a lot of flashbacks, them training together, de-aging them, maybe, and all that kind of stuff, and just to well, build up on that relationship more than maybe we missed out. Well, and, uh, and maybe replace some of the stuff from
1: Clone Wars. Yeah, you've got to understand. Um, when you McGregor was cast for Obi-Wan and the Phantom Menace, you know, he was like, what? I think he was like 29 playing the 19 year old, mm-hmm. you know. And then you've got to understand with um, Attack of the Clones, there's a 10-year time jump. Yeah. There's also a five-year time jump between, um, well, that could be more now depending on how long the Clone Wars actually is <laughs> because, you know, that time gap keeps switching, <laughs> You know, the more shows they make and stuff, you know. <laughs> um, but like, you know what I mean? There's a time jump. There's a time jump. And what you've got to understand is the AG is in uh, Revenge of the Sith is the age he is now. So you got to understand that Hayden Christensen and Ewan McGregor were always playing older mm-hmm. than what they actually are, if that makes yeah. sense. Um, well, more, more Ewan McGregor than Hayden Christensen, mm-hmm. but you know, and now's the time they, sh- they, you know, and if you look at Hayden Christensen, he hasn't aged that much yeah. and, and, um, you know, even Ewan McGregor, yeah, you McGregor's got the crow's eyes and stuff, but makeup can sort that out. You know what I mean? And plus, anyway, you should have done. You should have had that in the last movie. You know, um, so it's just loads of little stuff. I mean, how how big a role is Hayden Christensen going to be in there? Um, we're just second guessing now. If I would, if I had creative control, I would do probably one or two full episodes where you where you really show them in the Clone Wars, showing their relationship as Master and Apprentice, showing their dynamic and stuff to basically make make us go, we don't have to watch the prequels if you weren't into the prequels, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Also gives Hayden Christensen a chance to redeem himself under a different director Mm -hmm. and a better script. On top of that, for people that kind of frowned upon him, if that makes sense, And also, I'd probably film Hayden Christensen with flashback sequences for other stuff that, you know, to further the story, maybe Mm -hmm. other times, you know, in their relationship when they were friends or where we see them as a father figure, et cetera, et cetera. Because you've got to understand, Obi-Wan Kenobi's you know, he's a veteran of the Clone Wars. He's probably suffering from PTSD and stuff. That's something I would have done. Um, stuff I would have now. This is this is a problem because now I'm saying stuff that I would like, which I'll probably never get, but I would That's have That's the show, bro. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So all, all right, if we're going there, all right, three seasons.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Three seasons. All right. And everyone's like, You can tell three seasons at first, like everyone else. I was like, I don't think I could tell three seasons, but this is what I do. Season one. All right. Season one, the main the main thing with season one is that Obi-Wan's a protector of Luke Skywalker. He just watches over him. He's there just in case shit goes down. You know what I mean? In case someone comes to find Luke and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Now, why do I say someone? Disney. Disney themselves invented the Inquisitors. OK. Mm-hmm. They're dark Jedi. They're not fully fledged there because there can only be two. Mm-hmm. They've got them searching the galaxy for for you know force users basically yeah. to execute them or go come join us or die you know what i mean mm-hmm. kind of thing and they're basically the guys that vader sent you know that vader sends out you know across the galaxy because vader can't be everywhere he deals with like super jedi you know what i mean you maybe have an opening scene where vader executes like a jedi master who's been in hiding you know what i mean because they're all in hiding and stuff mm-hmm. and then you know, you've got inquisitors out there doing the dirty work. So basically, that first season should, that first season, maybe Obi wan does go to nearby planets. Maybe he's a drunk down at Mos Eisley. Maybe he does little jobs with Jab of the Hut. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. he needs an income, right? He needs that, you know, he's got some skills. You know what I mean? And he's hiding hiding the fact that he's a Jedi. Maybe he doesn't have his lightsaber with him because he's in hiding, because mm-hmm. if he gets outed, you know what I mean? He adopts the name of old Ben. Now, yeah. within the three seasons, it's about you gotta understand, he gave the Lars, Owen and Aunt Baru, a child. Okay. We need to explore that dynamic. And we've got to get to the point where this guy that gives them the child, a panic Skywalker, may probably make them like Mark, what's it, John and Martha Kent. You know what I mean to a degree where you know they're raising this child, he has he has abilities, but he's unaware of it not go full Superman with it, but you know what I mean have that conversation that he's a special child and shit. Mm. Maybe also have that whole thing that like they trust Kenobi. You know what I mean? But obviously when you get to a new hope, they don't they don't want that man about. Mm. You know what I mean? They don't want him anywhere. They don't want him to know his dad. They don't want nothing. You know what I mean? So you have to have like that breakdown between Kenobi and Lars, you know what I mean? What is the drama that goes on there? I want to, I want to explore that. I want to see that. That's the that should be the heart. That should actually be the heart of the whole thing, mm-hmm. you know, the family dynamic, and why the family dynamic? Because that's what Star Wars is about. It's a soap opera, you know what I mean? It's the family dynamic. They're the family. Now, the other thing is, as a fan. And this is filling up plot holes from the six films that we never see. As fans, we find out that, um, what do you call it? Jimmy Smith's Princess Leia's foster father sends sends Obi-Wan on a mission Mission. from the Clone Wars. We never see that. Even in the Clone Wars cartoon, we never get that moment. Mm -hmm. So why don't we show it in this show? Mm -hmm. See those two episodes I mentioned with Hayden Christensen? That's the mission. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Whatever that mission is, Creative control. We just like make what blah blah. You know what I mean? Like whatever. You know, just do it. Just fill up that plot hole. Everyone's happy, all right, or happy-ish. Now, season one, like I said, the main, the main antagonist. Yeah, Darth Vader's in it, but he's like, you know, at his Star Destroyer. Maybe have a maybe have a Grand Admiral Thrawn or Peter Cushing cameo. You know what I mean? Throw in that shit. But what? But the main antagonist is an Inquisitor. You show there's more than one. You have a particular Inquisitor, he comes to Tatooine, you know what I mean? And it's basically uh, Obi-Wan's trying to protect the child and make sure that he doesn't find out about the child. And more importantly, executing that motherfucker before he goes back to Vader. Mm -hmm. That is the whole point of season one. Mm -hmm. Season two, this is where I give people what they want and everyone's overlooking this, okay? Vader has to be the villain for season three, okay? Mm-hmm. Who is my villain for season two? You see, there's someone out there in the galaxy around this time looking for Ben Kenobi. His name's Darth Maul.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I want that showdown. Everyone wants that showdown. Yeah, I'll give him Darth Maul and show Darth Maul why, go into why Darth Maul can't reveal himself to the Emperor because, you know what I mean, at the end of Clone Wars, the Emperor wants him gone. He wants to take down the Emperor. Mm-hmm. Maybe he, you know, there's loads, of, there's loads of stuff you can do with more, There's loads of stuff you can do with Kenobi. But the thing is, whatever happens to Darth Maul, Darth Maul can't die in it because, you know, because of Rebels. Mm-hmm. But in Rebels, when you meet Maul in Rebels, he's stuck on a Sith planet. Okay? And it's the Sith planet from Knights of the Old Republic. You need to get him to Malachor. You want to have a showdown between... Kenobi and Maul at Malachor and leave more on the planet. Kind of Khan style, Rafa Khan style, where he's yeah. just like, Kenobi, you know what I mean? Because like he's stuck on this planet, he can't get off. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's kind of like hell, on that planet is ancient Sith knowledge. Maybe fucking Kenobi's like, you want that knowledge, you can keep it, and he leaves him there stranded, and he's like angry and he wants to kill Kenobi. You know what I mean? And that's it. He, you know, one. And, and you could also have maybe, because at the end of Rebels, Moore's journey of Rebels, he gets a sense that like Luke's got something to do with the Chosen One, okay? So maybe Maul's putting it together, you know what I mean, in that thing. And it's, again, protecting Luke, you know what I mean? And we get, more importantly, we get the lightsaber rematch that everyone wants to see live action. Mm-hmm. That's my season two. Mm-hmm. Season three, Vader. You must confront Vader. And this is the most important c- confrontation. If they get this wrong, I'll be pissed. In Return of the Jedi, there's a key word. There's a key thing and a key theme. Okay? Um, Luke Luke always thought that Vader betrayed and murdered his father. But what he tells him is from a point of view, right? Thing is, okay, he's like, he turns around to Obi-Wan. And he goes, but I can't kill him. And he goes, I once thought as you did. When did Obi-Wan ever once thought as he did after Vader had turned? Last time we saw Vader, he was burning up <laughs> in yeah. a fire Okay, yeah. there, there was no, there was no, I thought as you did. There was no, none of that. It was a mano e meno duel to the end. But you know what? Maybe he did once think as he did. Maybe he thinks he could turn Anakin. Maybe he goes for one mi- last mission to confront his old apprentice. and turning back to the good side to take down the emperor
0: mm-hmm. kind of thing. and they hint at a previous duel in a new hope right so it doesn't relate back to their one in episode three but you feel there's been something in between
1: yeah i well i don't know about i don't know about that in a new hope but um but yeah i do i do think there was a previous duel because in jedi he said you know he says you did you once thought you know, they both even Vader says to Luke, um, uh, Obi-Wan once thought as you did, but you don't know the power of the dark side. Yeah. You know what I mean? I must I must I must take you to my master. You know what I mean? Like like yeah. we, we never get that in the prequels, but we can do that in the show. You I know what mean? There, I mean? But whatever but whatever that last light that end lightsaber duel happened. what the end of that lightsaber duel. Kenobi should be left dead. Vader must believe that he has killed his old master. Yeah, yeah. Because when you get to a new hope, you know, he's confused. He's like, hang on, he's dead. You know
0: what I mean? Everyone's convinced he's dead. You know what I mean? That's what I mean. There's that yeah. process that something's yeah. happened prior. Yeah. So, and, those and are what the- were you going to say?
2: Well, that's what I was going to say is like the way he talks, and he was like, oh, yeah. I sense something, a presence I haven't felt yeah. since, right? Yeah. Now, the way he talks, like as you clearly pointed out, at the end of *Revenge of the Sith*, right? A man is there, looking. He's there, looking like barbecue shrimp. Yeah, he's yeah Cooking. Yeah. He is not in the position to be like, okay.
0: I sense his while presence.
2: I, while I, you know, while <laughs> yeah, I was cooking, you know, you just happened to die in the aftermath. No, <laughs> right? If anyone, he's would
1: like, you took my, my lightsaber, saber, bitch.
2: If anyone would know that. Obi-Wan is alive, it would be Darth Vader. It would be Anakin Skywalker. He would know because he'd be like, nah, you beat me and then ran away. There's no fucking way in hell that you did that and then just died somewhere. Right? (laughs) So he would know. He would turn. so you're right. He would have to have a, there would have to be a battle between them, a duel, that the end leaves obi-wan on the verge of death and then you know maybe even if it's a maybe even if it's a similar situation but maybe you slightly reverse it so like their battle was on mustafar maybe you know you put them on a battle maybe it's on ilum maybe they have a battle on ilum right yeah because ilum is covered in ice so maybe they have a battle on ilum and then he leaves him there and he's just like there's there's no way you can get off this planet there's no ships there's no nothing here i'm going to leave you the way you left me dying just here like that peace out and then just bounce
0: and then Yoda comes and saves him (laughs) I wouldn't
1: have I I wouldn't have Yoda um, he's on Dagobah Mm -hmm. I would have Yoda force project himself Mm -hmm. and show up and they communicate through the force Mm -hmm. I would have I would have Liam Neeson I'd have I'd have yeah I was getting to uh, I would have Liam Neeson show up throughout being a guide you know what I mean kind of like how Obi-Wan was he'd be the main guide you know because Yoda's still alive they can still communicate through the force I'd show that side and um, yeah I'd basically show like um, Obi-Wan trying to do like whatever training to attain like that force go shit you know what I mean that's that's basically a quick line in the prequels you know Yeah. but um, yeah the other thing there's other thing this thing pronounced because i've made Darth Maul such a big entity in season two you know what else i do Fuck it, give us everything everyone wants as leo says just give me instant gratification that's not the only lightsaber i do i do i do darth maul versus darth vader i would do darth maul versus the emperor i'd do both those fights mm-hmm. why darth maul versus the emperor well you gotta understand clone Wars. He goes toe-to-toe with Palpatine. Him and his, um, him and his wow. brother, go, him and his apprentice go toe-to-toe with Palpatine. They lose. I'm not saying he's going to win, but he's definitely mad, mad enough to go for a round two. You know what I mean? And yeah. you've got to understand, Maul around that time is the Maul from the Solo movie. Mm-hmm. So he's <laughs> got all these criminal organisations working for him. You know what I mean? He's got like... And, and also, he's the... He's the head of Mandalore around that time.
0: Yeah.
1: If I'm correct. I can't remember. I can't remember. Does he have the dark saber? I think he might do. So yeah. Yes. No, no, he doesn't. He doesn't have the dark saber. I'm a bit unsure. I need to I need to rewatch. But someone correct me in the comments below. I'm unsure. <laughs> but you could do I you could you do don't. you could do so much, man, with more being in that show. But like I said, season two has to be like three seasons, man. But, All right. Yeah.
0: I like where you're going with it. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, any thoughts on Sasha's epic <laughs> three season show?
2: Let it happen. <laughs> never going to happen.
0: <laughs> uh, we'll tag everyone the hell out of it on Twitter. You never know. Yeah, um,
2: I said, let it happen, Sasha. I said Let it happen. <laughs> let it happen. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Well, maybe I put in too much.
1: Maybe people are like, no, this is terrible. But
0: you know, <laughs> Well, stand off in the comments. Let us know your thoughts on uh, what we discussed today. Do we think the Rogue Squadron is going to do something well? What about um, Taika Waititi? You know, what do you expect from his Star Wars movie? What do you think about the TV shows that are coming up and some of the potential stories that's going to be delivered there? Um, let us know. Uh, gentlemen, where can people let you know what they thought about your opinions?
2: Mm. You let me know what you thought. Uh on um the Neo Coppin on
3: Instagram. Yeah, I'm not gonna to listen to your opinions. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you could just if you don't like it, just write it below here at creative control. Otherwise <laughs> you can't find me at
2: you know, you won't let <laughs> Ken take over <all> the heat. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh well you can find me at Cell underscore F1 at uh, any of the social medias.
0: Uh Sasha Free on Twitter. and you can follow me at Ken and Talks Film on Twitter uh, Instagram and, and all the social medias um, you can find all our episodes on YouTube Apple Podcasts Google Podcasts Amazon Music Spotify Stitcher SoundCloud any platform where there's a podcast you can pretty much find us we are everywhere we're like a virus uh, if you like what we do please subscribe um, like share our content uh, let us know some of the ideas um, of, for future episodes of any um, topics or movie franchises you would like us to discuss and uh yeah. thanks very much for listening until next time we will be with
3: you